decision, financial decision, or a life-changing decision. God knows that you're, you're on the edge of not believing him and on the edge of believing him. And he will send strong confirmation to you. Yes. You know, it's settling. So once it's settled on the inside of us, then we can proceed with it because we know that it's God. And so I think, though, by making a decision to notice the word, to, to incline your ear, to give it more attention than you do anything else out there, that will sharpen you, that will, it will build confidence in God's word, and it will build a relationship between you and God where there's free and open communication, mm-hmm. where you understand when he's speaking and you can walk in confidence uh, when, when the word is spoken to your heart. You can know the direction to God to go and so forth and so on. And so he says the reason there's a big payoff if you incline your ear to his sayings because you receive life, you receive health, you receive all the benefits of God, you will receive strengthening, Everything that we need is bound up in God's word. Mm -hmm. And so if you'll make that quality decision, that choice to listen to him exclusively, he'll honor it. Amen. Amen. Blessing and goodness and confidence, all the things that we need. Uh, So that was Proverbs 420 to 22. I forgot to give you the scripture. We had it yesterday, but still we can reiterate it today. It says, my son, attend to my word. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. Amen. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those that find them and health and medicine to all of our flesh. So then in Romans ten seventeen, it tells you uh, something else, another bonus added to it. And that is that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. So when you listen to the word, that's when faith comes. Amen. When you incline your ear to it. If you don't um, incline your ear, you'll never believe it. You know what I'm saying? If you don't give it enough attention to let God minister any faith that's on that word, you won't get the benefit of it. Mm-hmm. See, if it's yeah. never believed, you'll never act on it. You'll never get the benefit of it. So you have to hear. You know how sometimes we'll be sitting and and, um, and somebody will mention a scripture that sounds familiar to us. Mm-hmm. If it's familiar, sometimes your hearing will dampen. Yes. Mm-hmm. It'll yeah. like shut down. Mm-hmm. I heard that before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, why is God speaking it again? Right. See, he's not speaking to you to shut it down. He's right. speaking to you to get more faith on yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's like uh, um, we want Thomas's faith to work for us, but God gave us Abraham's faith that really works, right? Yeah, yeah. So we want the word to be proven to us first, and then we'll believe it. Hmm. You got me? Yeah. That's, that's what Thomas did. He said, no, I'm not going to believe it. See, everybody else was like, ooh, we saw the Savior. Ooh, Jesus is alive. Ooh, 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 ooh. He shut it down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm not going to believe it unless I see something. Yes. Mm-hmm. You can't get Abraham's blessings on Thomas's faith. Right. You got me? Right. And so that's why he says here, incline your ear to my sayings. Because to believe something means to put yourself at risk. Mm-hmm. with it mm-hmm. see once you believe it you take it within and it's invested in you 
If it's out there, you don't have to have anything to do with right, it. Right. So if it comes to pass, cool. If it don't come to pass, cool. You ain't got nothing to do with it because right. you're not mixing your faith with it. Mm-hmm. And so God will bless those who have something at risk. You got to have some skin in the game. You got to have some marbles <laughs> on the table. Yes. You got some chips down on your <laughs> red and black. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Well, at least you watched a gambling show or something. <laughs> you got a checkerboard around the house. <laughs> but you must have something invested in that word. And that is your faith. He expects us to invest ourselves in the word. Now, when you first start believing God's word, thought will come to you, suppose it don't happen. But see, that's your risk assessor talking. And that's your carnal man. Because your spirit man is so glad you finally listened to the word so he can get to live a little bit in your life. Amen. But your little risk assessor, which is your carnal man, is always wanting to have an excuse to leave the word hanging out there so you don't, you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. After a while, the word that you believe becomes such a part of you that you get the second benefit of it, and that's assurance Mm -hmm. and confidence. See, after that assurance comes into your heart, you can confidently say, like the Bible says, we can boldly say, mm-hmm. amen, yes. God is my helper and yes. I'm not going to be ashamed of amen. this because yes. God's going to bring it to pass, yes, amen? amen. And you can get to a point where you believe the word and you have that confidence in you, but you're not so wrapped up in it that you're afraid if it doesn't come to pass, something bad will happen. You understand? You, you risk your reputation. What are they going to say? You know, All that nonsense that comes when you have something invested in something uh, begins to leave because once faith takes over, that confidence is so great, it's like, well, I'm just believing this for the confidence. I don't care if it happens or not. Mm-hmm. You understand what the, you believe God because it makes you feel good. Yes. And you want it, you want to see it come to pass and you really don't care so much. You don't have anything on the line. And I think that's where Abraham got where say he was fully persuaded that what God promised he was able to perform. So it's like, you know, I don't have to perform this anyway. Mm-hmm. See, when you're believing stuff a little bit, you think all of all the onus is on you if it doesn't happen. Amen. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you'll have people say crazy stuff like that. If right. this don't happen, I'm just going to quit. And they quit. Yeah. And then one day I think they, they must realize they never believed it to begin with. Mm-hmm. It was still hanging out. There was Thomas's faith. Mm-hmm. They were waiting. See, if you're waiting for something else to come to convince you this word that you read is true, it ain't coming. Right. It's right. not coming. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to believe it first. And then you start to take on the attributes of the faith life. You start to take on the confidence. You start to take on the assurance. You start to get more of a boldness in your voice and a confidence. You begin to share that confidence with other people because you realize that inside of that word is so much power and so much confidence, it begins to empower your life and empower your words, and you really haven't seen anything happen yet. 
Amen. It's amazing. Amen. Now, we can all run around and lead people to, to Christ and say they're going to heaven. You ain't been there. Right. <laughs> you can't prove to him where it is, what bus to take, right. where you get off at. You'd have no details about it. Yeah. But it's such a confidence and assurance about heaven's existence and how to get there yeah. that we can, with confidence, share that with other people. Yeah. Well, we need to be that way with everything that's in yeah. God's word. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Because yeah. that's no different. Everything that's in God's word word we can get that confidence about so when we start stop living off thomas's faith and start living off abraham's faith or the faith of the son of god where we can see we got to be like the centurion was remember a word only man he told jesus he said man don't bother to come to my house he said i know how your thing operates because i got a thing similar in my life amen and we all can can use that analogy we have things similar in our lives you know you have confidence that if you if you have put your money in your your bank account when you go to withdraw you'll get some out yeah. and you know when you're overdrawn because you get nervous about huh? or when you got to be overdrawn right right so you lose confidence right <laughs> right but until you get to that overdrawn point or that close to that overdrawn point amen yeah you got all the confidence in the world you just punch them numbers in expect that thing that the transaction to take place right. <laughs> it's the same thing with our faith that's the centurion's faith yeah. the word only I had a bank's word that my money is in there you know and, and I'm looking for something you know where so and so said they're going to cash at me something. well that's that'll come or maybe that'll come but what you have confidence in is what's been put in there already yeah and what's been put in us already is what we have confidence in in God's word. Mm-hmm. See, we we know we know when we've been in the word. You know, you know how it is. You yeah. you sitting up thinking about what so and so is taking a long time for this. Oh, and then your little voice will say, well, "When was the last time you was in the word?" Mm-hmm. You know, you ain't been in your Bible. No wonder you feeling like it's not gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if the Y don't have no lights on. I was going to go to the light, the Y where the lights is on, but I said, hey, Bobby, there's no lights either. I'm going to sit still. But you know what I'm saying. See, we know when we're low on fuel, because what happens is when you get into the Word, you get into some worship, you get into your right spiritual mind, you get all pumped up and confident again. Amen. Mm -hmm. And so this is, this is the way the Word works with us. What we have put in, we know we can get the benefit of. Mm -hmm. What we haven't put in, we're a little shaky on. So it's best to put in the Word on a continual basis. Mm -hmm. And then your faith comes by hearing even when you meditate and mutter it to yourself mm-hmm. when you begin to speak the word in your worship and, and in your adoration to God you get more and more confidence in God mm-hmm. see that confidence that we have when we worship mutter and meditate is confidence in God mm-hmm. it's not confidence in us mm-hmm. what we feel when we're on low and think it's not going to happen for us. God's mad at us. I didn't do this enough, that enough. It's because you're not in the spirit. You're over in your own confidence. You're trying to have confidence in your abilities again. Right. And the only way to get out of that low confidence mode 
is to get out of self-confidence and put it back over in God confidence. See, get in your word, incline your ear, Mm -hmm. let faith come to you. Let yourself hear the word and let that word begin to be medicine and life and light to you so that you can switch from that faith that wants to see something in the natural. When we think it's not going to happen, it's because we're too focused in the natural. Time is natural. It's not supernatural. Mm-hmm. Time is God pulled time down here for us, right? Yes. To get us in a hurry for some things and slow us down in other things. Amen. Yeah. And so when we think about time, that's a clue to you that your mind's already flipped over into natural things. Mm-hmm. So you're putting confidence in your ability. Did I pray enough? Enough. Did I worship? Oh, no, you didn't worship enough. Did I? See, you get a no answer to everything you question yourself about because your carnal man is doing the questioning. He's trying to get involved in God's business. So put it back over in God's business, and then you'll be able to get confidence in God, not in you, because you'll never worship enough to satisfy your carnal man. You'll never praise God enough to satisfy him. Right. He don't know nothing about worshiping. He don't even know how it works. Right. <laughs> so the best thing you can do is crucify him again. Yeah. Just Amen. put your little arms up. Let me nail you down again yeah. so you don't bug me yeah. no more. Amen. Amen. And then uh, allow God's spirit to then begin to build you up, yeah. begin to edify you, begin mm-hmm. to enrich you, give you confidence in him. Abraham and Sarah received a miracle in their old age because they finally quit putting confidence in themselves. Mm-hmm. That's their main problem. They were trying to do it. They were trying to believe it. They saw all the things God had blessed them with in the natural, and they tried to build supernatural confidence on that. You can't do it. That's why a lot of times people who have a lot of material things just go go to see go ahead that's why you see all of these they they it's pretty well established you know through a lot of uh, uh intelligent sources that the world's very wealthy families are involved in child sacrifice and pedophilia mm-hmm. they got so much of the world's goods it's like what's left mm-hmm. well jesus is left but nobody will go there and preach it to him you understand mm-hmm. what i'm saying and so what's left for them is to invent something supernatural to get involved in it's amazing there were some people locked up in um, New York this Nexium cult that Mm -hmm. they put those people exposed them they're all very wealthy families Mm -hmm. I mean billionaire people Mm -hmm. and they're in a cult branding each other and worshipping some man they gave him like a thousand years or something you know Mm -hmm. them people you can't give them too much time Mm -hmm. because they're they're held in bread Mm -hmm. and so once you start attaching god's power to your natural circumstances in other words proof of god's power in your life is what you can eat drink and wear and how much you have of it Mm -hmm. you're on the way wrong road right god's riches Mm -hmm. are supernatural the riches come from the word you can you can have wealth beyond imagination mm-hmm. when you're rich in God and rich in Him yes. and understanding Amen. Him, Amen. rich in the Word, mm-hmm. understanding the Word. Because when you understand God, you can command everything else in the natural. Amen. Abraham and Sarah did it. Their their faith commanded their bodies to come back into line with what God's promised mm-hmm. them years ago. Yeah. So then, time meant nothing. 
for them. Mm -hmm. And sometimes for us, it's the biggest thing we focus on Mm -hmm. is how long we've been praying, when is it going to happen, how much time does it take, all of that. So once you can crucify the time devil and the the referee in your life that's going to call your life because of time, then you can start stepping over comfortably into the supernatural of God. And then you'll be able to experience time doesn't mean anything. But when you're on the is side of it and and questioning everything, you think time is very important. So you want to speed up everything. I got to hurry up and get this. You know? And so, uh, and and there's no faith in that. Because the faith God honors is word only faith. Amen? Word only faith. You know, people get mad at, at preachers and prophets because they'll prophesy things. And those people never believe them. Mm-hmm. they like, hang it on the outside. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, they got Thomas's faith, but they want a blessing from God with That's that kind right. of faith. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. Jesus told him, blessed are they who believe yet don't see anything. So that's the kind of faith that he's left for us to live with. Because if you want everything you see, that makes you a robber, a thief, and a coveter. You know, it's it's just not God's way. God has your stuff out somewhere where nobody can tamper with it. See, the devil can block the path of it, but as much as he steals, God can make more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and, and you have to get used to living like that, because you we can't be be conscious so much of what we possess and that being all there is to yeah. it. Yeah. You've got to get comfortable with it's out there somewhere, amen. Mm-hmm. And God has it stored up for me, and I trust God to release it to me in my life. Yeah. See. God knows what you need. He knows what you need before you spend it all up and waste it. Amen. So, and, and he'll, he'll love you. He forgive you and teach you how to do better. Amen. So we got to be wanting to have all of that. You know, it's a package deal with God. I always say God is extravagant. He will give you the best of the best of whatever you desire. But he is not wasteful. So if you take it home and you don't take care of it, you're not going to get a whole lot of it. Amen. He wants us not to be wasteful. That You know, to be good stewards. That's what a good steward is. Not wasteful. But he doesn't care whose whose initials are on that, which one of them sinners y'all like they stuff. <laughs> he don't care. Amen. As long as you can believe for it. Amen. As long as you can believe for it. And so when we, when we understand how important though it is to incline our ear, keep your ear nailed to faith, nailed to God's word, nailed to listening to what God has to say and, and, and obeying that, mixing it with faith. Don't let it hang on the outside until something else comes to convince you of it. That something else will never get here. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? If you're hanging a prophecy out somewhere to dry until you can see what else is going to happen, you're on the wrong road. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Now, sometimes it may not sound quite right to you, or sometimes, but you know, you need to take that to God and say, God, if this is for me, I want to believe it. Amen. Mm-hmm. I want what you have for me. Yes. So it's an easy yes. way yes. to resolve these things instead of just mm-hmm. being uh, one of those 
uh, stalwart people that wants to leave it out there like God has to prove something to you before you believe his word. Right. You got me? Yes. That's, that's not how his children should respond to it. But we should be very eager to receive. Mm-hmm. I remember reading in the, the, the Bible when Eli, um, wait a minute, wait a minute, who was that? Yeah, Eli was a pr- priest. Yeah. And uh, Hannah brought Samuel to yes. him. Mm-hmm. And it said the word of the Lord was precious in those days because there was no open vision. Yes. There's no open uh, way to the, for us to know God. Mm-hmm. It has to be revealed in our hearts. Mm-hmm. So the word of God is precious to us. Amen. Mm-hmm. So we can't just play around with it and hang it out there and, and, and say something else has got to happen before we believe it. You mix it with faith anyway mm-hmm. so that you can believe it. It mm-hmm. is God's word. And so once you understand that God God wants us to incline our ear, always stay sensitive, mix it with faith, be quick to grab onto it and hear it and run with it. Amen. Mm-hmm. And and you'll be able to get what God has for you. You'll be a good steward of it. You won't miss anything. You won't have any time that goes by without you being productive in God. I mean, the whole whole spectrum of what God has for you is yours, but you must mix that word with faith. Even if you don't like it, there's going to be some word that will come to you that's going to correct you and it's going to set you on a course that that maybe you hadn't thought you might be on or even want to be on. Yeah. But if it God's in it, you gotta you gotta trust him and you gotta put it in there and put mm-hmm. it in your heart and, and begin to believe it. Mm-hmm. And let it be nurtured inside of you and not want to put everything off. You know, there are a lot of people Jesus came up to and said, Come on, follow me. Oh, I gotta do this, I gotta do that. Said, well it's not about that. It's about you being obedient to him when he tells you, when he speaks to your heart. Mm-hmm. When he speaks to, your, to you through a, a person that, that is, has authority in your life. Yeah. Your pastor, your parents, mm-hmm. husbands and wives, all that stuff. You have to decline. You can't be picky about who the vessel is that the word comes through. Mm-hmm. This is what it means when it says incline your ear to my sayings. Amen. Mm-hmm. Not just Bible. But things you will hear in other places where God has set a word there to keep you on the straight and narrow. He set a word there to help guide you. He set a word there to keep you out of the pitfalls of life. He'll set words for us in all kinds of... He said the Bible says he speaks to us first one way and then another. You know, you can't tell him how to talk to you. He'll talk to you however he pleases. Amen? Sometimes he'll talk to us through people we don't like just so we can check ourselves. You understand what I'm saying? So, so we don't wreck ourselves. Amen? So you got to learn to love people. you got to learn to love God's word. Because one day you might be desperate for it. So you just don't know. And so that's how God protects us, though. You know, he, a lot of these little familiar paths, like, God always talks to me like this. No, he don't. He says first one way and then the other. Mm-hmm. However he so pleases to. Amen? Mm-hmm. So we have to humble ourselves and get used. That's why he says incline your ear to my word, mm-hmm. not from the the people you like or the prophet you like or, uh, you know, so-and-so because they nice and, and not so-and-so because they rough. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. you got to learn how to receive and incline it to his, you got me, mm-hmm. his things. Yeah. So that's very, very important. So discerning that that word is God and then mixing it with faith is will put you on the road to success 
however you hear it. Amen? Amen. Give the word your full attention. So make a decision to give the word your full attention. Amen? Amen. Whatever it is that is competing with the word, push that to the side. And then stop it, Jesus' name. Stop. When we command you to stop in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord. It also says not to let it depart from our eyes. Yes. Amen. Amen. So what does that mean? It, it, now, when you think about it, these the Bible was written so many years ago. There there have been paper. I think paper came like, I think the Egyptians had some paper, but they didn't have a lot of it where everybody could have a paper. You know what I'm right. saying, scripture mm-hmm. or something. But but there it is. So eyes doesn't mean just a printed word. Mm-hmm. Eyes also means the visual that God will give you from his word. Amen. Every word forms a picture. Mm. In your in your mind, every word forms a picture. When when you put faith to it. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. When you talk about being healed, you're what you're saying is, I want that condition in my life that was there before the enemy attacked me with these symptoms. Mm-hmm. So there's a picture of health, of a healthy you, yes. of a, a full, uh, 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 fully active you, whatever it is, healed has got to conjure up a picture in your mind mm-hmm. if it's believed. And I think many times, say people, people who really need, uh, say, a miracle from God, say somebody who has a terminal something or something that they say won't get better a good check for them is to for them to decide am I seeing myself mm-hmm. back in the condition I was before this this mm-hmm. grabbed me right, right. Mm-hmm. or am I pushing that out of my mind Right. see if you push it out that's an indication that you haven't really embraced it in yeah. faith because yeah. if you believe in the full fullness of what God has for you full functionality you'll be able to picture yourself doing the things you used to do yeah. and that's why we say go winter amen yeah. Yeah. start doing them anyway yeah. as much as you don't shut down doing the things that you would normally do because of diagnosis yeah. because that shortens your faith in the word yeah. so anything that you can do to activate faith in the word any action or activity faith without works is dead your faith is active and comes alive as you get up and you do the things that you are believing god is gonna gonna complete you so that you can do them on a full-time basis it's like do what you can Mm -hmm. and do as much as you can and do it as regularly as you can and then your 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 spirit because it's it's con- it contains all the issues of life because life issues from your spirit. Mm-hmm. Your spirit then then is not being fought by your body. Mm-hmm. See, if we sit and we wait to get healed before we start acting like we're healed, mm-hmm. you're still trying to get Abraham's blessing with Thomas's faith. Right. You're waiting for something to happen so mm-hmm. that you'll know what can come alive already in your heart. Mm-hmm. And so it's like reversing the thing a little bit, but it's not a reverse. We finally got it right when we do it that way. Yeah. Is to get up and go and do and be healed. Amen. Like Jesus told the lepers, 
uh, when they asked to be cured of their leprosy, he said, go show yourselves to the priest. Mm-hmm. Well, they had to obey the go show. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah. And it said, as they went, they were healed. Not as they stood there and said, we can't go to the priest because we ain't healed yet. Right. As long as you're going and showing, you're going to get the rest of it. Mm-hmm. You got me? Yeah. So just keep going and showing. Just showing. Who's showing who? Showing the devil. Yes. Mm-hmm. Showing God your faith. Yes. They showed Jesus their faith. All of them turned and went in mass to the priests. Yeah. And as they all went, they were all healed. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And so that winting process is very powerful because it puts your faith in operation. Mm-hmm. You know, the, some of the, uh, the saints would say, if you act like it's yours before it's yours, it'll be yours. Yes. Amen. All of those things. You know, I, I know people, uh, we were uh, uh, receiving, received a prophecy about marriages taking place in the ministry. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Somebody should have went out and bought a wedding dress. Mm-hmm. Huh? You see what I'm saying? If you really believe it. Now, I know your friends will probably laugh at you, but just ain't for your friends. Don't show nobody nothing. Right. Huh? Let them, let them see the dress when you walk down the aisle. That's soon enough. That's soon enough for doubters and unbelievers. They ain't going to buy nothing but that $12 shower present anyway. The electric kitchen knife or the uh, uh, can opener or whatever, hand mixer or, you know, that's a toaster. That's all you're going to get from them doubters anyway. So you don't owe them no explanation for why you done bought your dress already. Huh? Right. But see, somebody should have went and bought a dress. See, you, you got to put that faith in operation at some point. Yeah. Now, if you got any shame involved in this life, I mean, come on now. We ought to be beyond shame by now. Somebody go get, at least get some earrings, something. Go borrow something. Some old, some new, some borrowed. Y'all good at borrowing. Go borrow something from somebody. Huh? It's the truth. Then I noticed the men got married. Remember Mr. Gary got married? Somebody else, that boy over in Lansing, we counted him. And we say, he using up our marriage. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't see nobody go get no wedding dress. <laughs> Just a thought. Amen. And I didn't say go get one and broadcast it and show it to everybody. Be <laughs> like Mary. Keep them things and ponder them in your heart. And look at that dress and say, God, I know I'm, I think I'm crazy. I don't know if I'm crazy or believing you, but I got it now. It's in you. Amen. Praise God. <laughs> So when you make a decision to notice the word. And see, God is faithful. You buy a dress, he'll bring you something else to go along with it. Amen. And don't go around talking about what you don't want. This ain't no time for negativity. Because what you don't want, don't want you either. So you don't even have to worry about that. Everybody want to put negativity in here. Am I right, Poppy? Say, buy the dress. Go buy the dress. 
And it's not too late. There's a, oh, you thought you do. Oh, oh, yeah, well, we missed that. No, 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 no. You can still go buy the dress. Just because the prophet put a time limit, that don't mean God does. (laughs) A lot of these words in the Bible have been spoken in a time frame. You got me? But we can believe them for now. You resurrect the word. The word's got resurrection life and power in it. It's word to do anything. I like people say stuff like uh, about about believing God's word. Um, Oh. You know, if you miss God's word, mm. we can breathe new life on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's God to be your back. And I don't know how I missed this, God. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. But if you ain't we done that before, mm-hmm. if you give me another chance, we live like that. Right. All of y'all out there is cut ups and you too. Huh? That's right. Get the hickory stick out. But but the, the blood is for cut-ups. People that missed the bus sit way too late to get dressed to run out the house. That's what the blood is for. So it covers your life and covers God's word as well. Amen. So when, when it says don't let it depart from your eyes, just stay focused on it coming to pass. All the things that you you desire. Learn how to, to to get the shame out of you as to wanting things. Uh, I rather say desire because want always implicates lack. Right. Well, you know, I mean now, I ain't desperate for no man in my life. Well, no, baby, we're trying to help you before you get desperate. <laughs> Your faith is to help you before you get there. Thank you, Nikki. <laughs> I mean, seriously. But if you do get desperate, there's help for the desperate too. We've been desperate for a lot of things and God came through for us. So, so we're to commit to the word and obey the word. Let the vision of God come up in your your heart that comes from the word. Focus all of your senses on the word of God. Why should you do that? Because the devil comes through the senses to steal it. You know, you, you you can go to a restaurant where you just ordered your favorite meal. And you'll smell something burning in the kitchen and, and want to turn around and go back. <laughs> I mean, you, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. The devil will use any sense. You can have all other, other senses involved in agreement with that's your dinner that's coming up and it's going to be right. And the devil come up with something else to throw you off track. He just make it smell funny in there for some reason. Amen. Or you see the health inspector pulling out as you drive up. <laughs> Now, see, I don't, I don't frequent them places, so that don't bother me. See what I'm saying? That ain't in my zone. <laughs> but it's possible. He'll use any avenue and every door, any door he can get in to try to put a damper on your faith. To keep you from taking the final step into receiving. His timing is excellent on that. 
Mm-hmm. You know how some people say, well, just about when it's time for your breakthrough. I know it's cliche. Yeah. And I know a lot of times it ain't really applicable in a lot of situations. Mm-hmm. See, that's not like a, a, a cliche something to say to people. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. Right. Like, what good does it do you to know that? Mm-hmm. It's right. not going to make you dig in deeper. Right. To hold on longer mm-hmm. for most people. Right. That just you just chalk that up as something else somebody just told you about yeah. that tells you how the devil kind of works. Right. Mm-hmm. It'll help you to get it. Right. Tell me something that's gonna help me to get what I'm believing God Amen. for. Amen. I don't yes. need all of this. Right. But it it can be true in some situations, especially if you gain a confidence in God. Mm-hmm. You have an assurance. You got everything laid out. Your roadmap is laid out, mm-hmm. and you're on your way there. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's not unusual that the enemy would plant a distraction for you right. to put you on a different road. Right. See, Amen. of wenting. Mm-hmm. And see, if you if you take that that wrong turn, that will put just like if you take a wrong turn, you on your way somewhere late already, and you wrong turn, you say, "Oh boy, if I got to double back now, I'm really gonna be late." You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, amen. You want to say, and see, you've been confident all that time, and you get to a place, you say, "Now, is this the turn I take, or is this a into the GPS?" And turn left, turn left, and you'd have lost her so long ago. All that confusion that comes in, and you know what I'm saying. And the enemy likes to detour us like that. That you can be confident right up to the very point almost of your breakthrough. It's like you can taste it and smell it. And it's like right there. And then he'll come with some distraction and detour. It's not that it hasn't been there before. But you have been able to navigate. See, there's something about when your faith gets you to like a clearing Mm-hmm. Where you know your answer is imminent, yeah. Yeah. you kind of relax your discernment a little bit. Yeah. You're not as on the alert mm-hmm. as you would be for the. Sometimes it happens that way. I'm not saying that's everybody. Maybe that's just me or mm-hmm. you know whatever. But it's possible once God gives you His peace about something to kind of relax your discernment. Yeah. yeah, and you won't think the enemy would come in and throw you that curveball at the last minute. Yeah. Right, but oftentimes He will. Yeah. He'll either try to kill it and abort it and derail it when it's small yeah. and you don't have a lot of faith invested in it, or he'll try to kill it when you're almost there. Yeah. And anything to make you kind of experience a brokenheartedness or yeah. a sadness or a disappointment. Yeah. Because if you think you're going to walk away empty-handed, you quit before it's time to quit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, just to hold on to your pride and yeah. Well, you know, nobody will be able to say I invested my faith foolishly in this thing. You know, something about your your flesh and your pride wants to be right all the time, mm-hmm. wants to never make a mistake. Right. Yeah. And if you get up to the threshold, and I think that's what makes people withhold uh, um, confirming with an action mm-hmm. something that God wants to do for them. Mm-hmm. See, not buying the wedding dress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See what I'm saying? We didn't want to be made to look foolish mm-hmm. or be disappointed. Amen? Yes. Amen. Well, you don't even know what the man looks like. Right. Because he ain't even here yet. Mm-hmm. So how can you look foolish and you ain't even seen what he looks like? Yes. <laughs> you can laugh at that one. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Yes. 
See, there's lots of opportunities to get embarrassed later on down the line. (laughs) The dress is that private foolishness you might encounter. You know what I'm saying? So come on now, let's understand. Once your faith is in something, leave it in there and forget the flesh concerns, what people might say. The embarrassment, the, you know, this or that, that, that you might, you know, some kind of loss you might suffer, loss of reputation. That's all imaginary anyway. People really aren't looking at us. The devil tells us they're looking at us. Amen. So stay off Facebook trying to prove to everybody what you got going on. Amen. And just, just let, let that between you and God. Amen. Let some stuff be, let some stuff be private. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So, so don't let it depart from your eyes. Keep the vision before you. That's what buying the dress really entails. Keeping that vision before you. You, it'll shock you how much your faith will grow when your circumstances start to line up with the word. Huh? Seriously. Seriously. Start doing that. And the devil will try and distract you. Focus all your senses on what God has for you because the devil will try and distract you from it. So the more you can focus more of your senses on what God has for you, the less opportunity the enemy has to come in and distract you and tell you something different. Mm -hmm. The glory, the weight, heaviness of God is on his word. Mm -hmm. So power is on his word. Uh, Evidence more evidence for God's word is there than is for anything in the natural. Because mm-hmm. in the natural, we don't have anything anyway. Mm-hmm. And so why are we looking to the natural for some kind of hope? Right. Mm-hmm. So, so the glory and the evidence, the weight of God is always, like they say in the legal field, the preponderance of evidence. Mm-hmm. And that's the uh, piling up of more and more and more evidence mm-hmm. points to a certain thing. Yeah. So once you put God's word in it, mm-hmm. you're already at the height of the preponderance of evidence. Mm-hmm. You don't need anything added to it. Yeah. You just got to continue to hold on and believe it. Amen. You don't have to have anything else added to that. Amen. Amen. Yes. Um, keep it in the midst of your heart. Take it to heart. Don't let the fear that it won't happen push you away from embracing God's word. Amen. Take it to heart, all of it. Amen? Yes. Even that that you are real slim on. You know, some things we really believe God for, some things we're a little slim on it. Mm-hmm. Even the slender areas, mm-hmm. embrace those. Yeah. See what I'm saying? As long as it's God's word, just embrace it and let it, let it take hold in you. Amen. Take it to heart. Be sincere about it. If you feel like you're insincere or you're just superficial, repent and ask God to help you to really embrace his word. Amen? Amen. Meditate on it. Cause yourself to love and cultivate a love for the word. Once you begin to love the word and not harden your heart, it'll start to stay with you. Amen. That word will incorporate itself into every area of your life. It'll be permeated by that. So then what happens is a secondary of that, once that the word starts to permeate every area, 
we start to see growth. We start to see fruit. We start to see manifestation Mm -hmm. in other areas. Mm -hmm. There's always going to be something that we're believing God for that seems almost impossible. Mm -hmm. You know, you just got to grow in your faith has to grow into it. And so once, but once you start seeing growth in other areas, you say, I can't quit on this. This has happened over. How do I explain this over here? Right. And so I might as well believe this big thing back here yeah. because this over here is popping up yeah. as a result of the word. Yes. So God knows how to keep us encouraged, but he encourages us in the same way he wants us to continue to walk with him. Mm-hmm. So in the areas that aren't real fruitful, not real productive, we can we can be patient with that when we see it coming up in other areas. It'll always come up in other areas because God is faithful to his word. Amen. Stop it! Shut up! In Jesus' name. Amen. So we're to keep it in the middle of our hearts. Take it to heart. Don't let the devil dishearten us. Yes. Disappointment causes heart failure. Mm. But the word won't fail Amen. ever. Yes. So keep the word strong in there. Because your life issues come from your heart. Mm-hmm. Just like your human heart pumps life by blood to your every area of your body, your spirit man pumps life, mm-hmm. the life of God to every area of your body. Amen? Amen. So if we want these areas to prosper, if we want the word of God to manifest greatly, then we'll not shut the door to any area of your, our lives because of... of of something that we think we really, really want hasn't happened yet. Because mm-hmm. faith is faith. Yeah. Sometimes God is preparing us in something that, that seems a little off off the charts a little bit. Yeah. Like, well, where does this fit in? You know, it's a blessing and it came in, but, uh, you know, mm-hmm. embrace it. Mm-hmm. Because you, it's going to make sense at some point. God's yeah. going to explain to you. How that adds in to your cumulative faith that you need for bigger things. You always need something going on where you're believing God, you're trusting God, you're taking him at his word only, and you're allowing God to help you. I can remember people telling me testimonies and they'll say, well, I'm not really praying for it, but God, if that's you. Yeah. Huh? Yep. The old Pentecostal people knew how not to waste any words that yes. came to them. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. So any kind of scrap of faith that you can put on something, yeah. you let it proceed in your life because you don't know consciously everything that God has prepared for you. Mm-hmm. And you don't know what you're going to need down the road. Right. You don't know. So it's like sometimes I'll give you a good example. People get things at Christmas all the time they can't use. And I ain't talking about them ugly sweaters. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Because they even give you a use for that. They have an ugly sweater day at your job. But you'll have a situation come up and a birthday comes up. And you'll remember that item you couldn't use. But you kept it and you put it away. You considered it precious anyway. You didn't like discard it, throw it away, or do any. And there was a use for it later. Amen. And then to verify it, that person will say, I really, really like that that you gave me. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Now, you didn't think much of it. You should have thought better of it because it was given to you. See? When something's given to us, people don't have to give us anything. Somebody thought of you enough 
See, we put the value on, the recipient always puts the value on the gift. The giver doesn't. See what I'm saying? The giver's just doing the best they can, or the giver might be just obeying what they think is coming to them uh, by the voice of God. But if if they're obeying the voice of God, and they're obeying that desire to give, then the the recipient then places the value on it. Mm-hmm. Always place high value on something that's given to you. Amen. You know, don't be somebody who, oh, I don't like this and this ain't my color. It's all this kind. Of, you know, somebody thought about you. They didn't have to. God put somebody on your heart, put you on somebody's heart. And so they didn't have to think about you. But they thought about you. And they probably fought the devil's voice in their heads trying to tell it not to do it Mm -hmm. in order to get. You don't know what warfare went through you receiving that thing. So learn how to humble yourself. And there is grace to receive, folks. Mm -hmm. There's something that's called grace to receive. And we all have it. And so exercise the grace to to receive and be humble about it. Mm -hmm. And thank God for it. Thank that person for it. Amen. So. So um, all sounds have to be processed. That's why hearing is important. When we uh, hear noise, there's things triggered, cells are triggered in our brain, and information is received by your brain. Learn how to temper your thinking so that you value the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Change how your, you can change how your cells respond to what you hear mm-hmm. by putting added value on it. Wow. Just make sure you put a high value on God's word, no matter who speaks it. Yeah. You know, no matter how it comes, your your least favorite preacher can be saying it. But if it's God's word, you put a high value on mm-hmm. it. Amen. Your brain tells you something about the sound that you hear. Sounds always evoke emotional reactions. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. And 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 when I say emotional, I mean if if just your carnal ears hear it. There's something that's triggered in you. Or if your spirit man hears it, there's a peace often that's triggered by your spirit man. Mm-hmm. Or there's a, a, an irritation uh, when you hear certain sounds that comes from your spirit man. Mm-hmm. So always learn how to let him make up his mind whether or not you receive a word. Or not. Yeah. And so once that's, that's set up and once it's, it's heard and once it's triggered, then you'll begin to understand uh, what God, how he wants you to build your life of faith off of the noises and the sounds and the words that you hear. So your sounds always are more, sounds are sounds and words are words. So they all have an impact on your ears. And they all have an impact on your processing uh, ability. Romans 10, 9 and 10 tells us faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Mm-hmm. So uh, to incline your ear means to accept something. Inclination means acceptance. When you incline your ear, that means you've already agreed within yourself to accept that word. Mm -hmm. Amen. You can't kick it out. Mm -hmm. You can't kick it out. And see, God will test us in these things because sometimes we want to, we want to settle on a source. All the time for his word. Mm -hmm. And he's trying to break us up from that. Mm -hmm. Because we're not to to put our trust in horses or chariots or man. Mm -hmm. But we're to put our trust in God. And sometimes sometimes we'll want to hear a word uh, a certain way. 
or hear it through certain people only. You know how people get involved in these little, um, uh, well, I'm a word of faith person, and I don't don't call yourself no nothing kind of person. You hear me? You don't dedicate yourself to a group of people who have a message or a movement or you know any anything like that uh, because you don't you limit God and how He's able to speak to you. So now we got people uh, locked into a certain kinds of movements, and they go back farther than word of faith. Yeah. When we say we're Baptists or Presbyterians, you're limiting your hearing to only coming from certain kinds of people. That's right. Because you don't want to hear anybody else. Mm -hmm. People say once a Baptist, always a Baptist. (laughs) And and see, you'll get locked in and God want to show you something that comes from him. Mm -hmm. And you'll not want to receive it because it doesn't come from your once a Baptist, always a Baptist thing. You understand what I'm saying? I break that in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Yes. You, you don't belong to a denomination or a group of people. You belong to God. Amen. So yes. you're going to have to be uh, learning. You have to learn to understand to to let yourself relax and be comfortable in how God wants to speak to you. Because He don't want us dependent on man. I don't care who it is. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be your favorite any kind of preacher. Right. Yeah, I remember when people people were, would attack. Prophecy and prophets back in the day, they still do some, but, you know, the, the devil has flooded the earth with so many fake prophets and false words and stuff. You know, it's hard to stop the onslaught. Now you wish you had the true prophets from back in the day because you could trust what they gave you. You understand? Now you got to discern so much stuff. But, but you know, it, it, it's, it's like back in the old days when prophecy was attacked so much Mm -hmm. you know uh, the vessels that were carrying it you know they couldn't go in certain churches and Mm -hmm. couldn't go in certain places and and we've won a war to now accept Mm -hmm. prophets and accept words but now we're accepting everything yeah Yeah. but i remember when when people used to try to manipulate prophecy Mm -hmm. and they'll say things like oh so and so that gave us a hard word Mm -hmm. Well, what's that mean? Right. That means your flesh don't like it. Right. right. <laughs> if y'all would get in the spirit and just be open to receive what God has, it wouldn't be have to be so hard to knock your flesh out the way. <laughs> your little spirit man down there is crying for the for a true word of God. You talk about a hard word. <laughs> now I remember when they don't you remember they yep, said yep. that? And it was never a pro- true prophet would never say that, right? Because we'd have been slapped upside the word with, by by God with the word so much we got used to it, right? You get, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Yeah. So we can handle almost any kind of word as long as it comes from God. Yeah. You you learn not to get picky. Yeah. You know, Jonah only spent three nights in a whale. You start re- refusing what God tells you as a prophet, then you might spend three nights somewhere else. Right. <laughs> in a homeless shelter. Uh-huh. You understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So we learn not to judge God and what he was telling us to tell people. Yeah. Amen? Amen. <laughs> You have to get used to not caring if they don't like it. Right. (laughs) God said, don't look at their faces. Don't look at them. They'll go up there and spit it out and run. Amen. (laughs) A lot of prophets did that. You read the Old Testament? They ran in there, gave a word, ran on out again. 
but they delivered that word. Amen. 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 So inclining means accepting. Your soul might fight with that word. Don't let it get entangled in your soul. Mix a word with the faith. When you hear it, mix it with your faith. Don't harden your heart. Take faith will take it. If you'll let your faith work on that word, it will take it from a superficial you know, like at the door of your ear. If you mix it with faith, it'll take it from the superficial level of believing onto the level where God can bless it and he can cause it to manifest and come to pass. So if we will do that, it, it will happen that way for us. So faith is able to take it beyond the superficial to a new depth of hearing. Amen. So uh, that's in your heart versus just in your ear at the door of your ear. You want it in your heart. Yeah. You want to embrace it. Yeah. You know, even if it means a total change of your life, even if it brings you to tears, I don't want to do this. I can't do this. You still embrace it. Yes. Amen. Because yeah. when you start crying about it, that's when you're kind of receiving it. Amen. Amen. Just an aside. Amen. Faith does help us to receive or incorporate what we hear into our being so that we can act it out. Amen. Mm -hmm. There is a corresponding action to the faith in the word that we hear. Mm -hmm. Go look at something. Go do something. Mm -hmm. Go uh, pick up a brochure. Amen. Buy the dress. Amen. Go. uh, No, I won't go there. I just (laughs) stop short of some actions just aren't (laughs) real polite. But I'm telling you, they work. So, no, I, but anyway. So you need to adopt the word as a part of you. Part incorporated into your believing. It's a part of you. You intend to act on it. There will come an opportunity to act on it where there will be grace to act on the word. So you get faith, and, and from faith comes grace to act on what you believe. Amen? Yes. When when you hear the word, when you start adopting the word, you want more of it. You start to like what you hear, yeah. and you quit fighting it so much. So we des- we you begin to desire what you hear, and and that's when you come into agreement with God's will or agreement with the word, agreement with what God has for you. Even though you, even sometimes you think you don't want it. Mm-hmm. See, sometimes we're too carnal minded in a certain area. And we think we don't want that thing in our lives. Mm -hmm. The way you begin to want it is by just want the word. No matter what it says. And you don't have to discriminate and start looking at, well, what was that 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 the word brought in? I don't want that. Take that out of there. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that word. You know, you believe it all. And that's when when God can get a sneaky blessing in on you. Amen? He can sneak one in on you. That you thought you didn't want. Amen. Because you shut it, you tried to shut it down before it even came. Amen. After you believe and desire what the word says is yours, you may still have negative reactions from time to time. Amen. Your carnal man will start wanting to participate in the blessing of God again, telling you it's taking too long. Oh, you don't want that. Well, look how old you are. Look how, you know, he's been using that on me since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Every he That's his primary thing. He wants to get you in a hurry for something. 
So you'll get a bogus and a counterfeit, mm -hmm. right. or he'll want you to get totally cold on it so mm -hmm. you don't want it at all anymore. Mm -hmm. Amen? Right. And so I have you to know old people rejoice just like young people do. <laughs> yes. When you get your blessing, you're going to enjoy it just like anybody else. Amen? Because Amen. God will give you everything else to go with it. Yes. Abraham and Sarah are prime examples. Mm -hmm. Amen? Yeah. God gave them a son. They had to laugh about it to everybody. Oh, oh guess what God said? Oh, girl, you're not going to believe it. Guess what God told me? And then they started, you know, they probably, ooh, she, Sarah having a hysterical pregnancy. Look at her pretending. Huh? Right. Till Isaac was born and everybody got a chance to laugh with him. Yeah. Yeah. Now, we have to watch wishing versus faith. Amen. Mm -hmm. Wishing is what happens when the word is in your flesh. It's, you get a superficial acceptance, what they call mental assent. Yeah. You just give agreement to it mentally instead of meditating on it, hiding it in your heart. Mm -hmm. It's something you really want. You think about it a lot. Yeah. You know, just, 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 just in the natural. Get the word in there in that place instead of just thinking about the image of something mm -hmm. get the word in on it yeah. and start to meditate on the word that's when it's made real and that's when it'll come to pass sometimes your your flesh will fight your spirit for certain things that God has promised you amen mm -hmm. your flesh wants it ahead of time yeah your flesh wants it premature the flesh wants it illegally yeah and things that, that just don't line up with the word that they belong to you. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah. And so you have to make sure that it's all legal. Yes. Amen. Mm -hmm. If if God has a husband for you and you're saved, I don't care if you think you backslid. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. You don't marry an unbeliever. Right. Yes. It's a trap of the devil. Yes. Right. You see what I'm saying? Amen. Mm -hmm. Or the devil tell you, oh, yeah, but they nice. You know, you're an exception to the rule. Mm -hmm. Amen. Right. Till all hell breaks loose in your house. And right. you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. You know how that goes. So we don't go there, folks. Yeah. Everything you get, you want it to be legal. Yeah. That's why God tells you not to covet what belongs to somebody's somebody else yeah. amen. amen you don't covet somebody you 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 take somebody take somebody's husband from his wife mm -hmm. before the year's out you be ready to send him back to her mm -hmm. <laughs> hey i like this guy He'd be in the basement and you'd be in made a little, had a little bed all made up for your little love nest when he belonged to somebody else. Now he in the basement and you wish he'd go back home. I'm reading my notes. Give me, t give me time. What you think, Miss J-Lo? <laughs> Wishing often involves vain and carnal fantasies. Mm -hmm. God will not give you carnal fantasies. But he will go exceeding abundantly beyond all you ask or think. See, as long as you're focusing on what belongs to somebody else, you'll miss what belongs to you. Yeah. See, that's number one why he wants us to stay focused in the spirit. You're not to go looking for a husband anyway. You be praying he finds you. Amen. Got him hiding under this rock and 
under this long dress and under this veil and all this stuff. Help and find me, Lord. <laughs> and never doubt what God can do. Amen. Amen. He's looking for you in the natural anyway. Right. Amen. 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 God will exceed. He go exceeding abundantly beyond all you could ask or think. What you ask and think is often rooted in your natural sight. Hmm. Yeah. If you can ask or think it from your inner man, then that's something different. Hmm. He'll go beyond what your inner man can perceive. Yeah. Amen? Amen. He always does. Always does. And and start to look for that. Start to hold God to that higher standard. You know, you might have in mind what you want from God. And, and I began to do that when, when we would buy cars. And I would ask him, God, where is he exceeding abundantly? Yeah. Where is it? Where is your trait? Where is your stamp on this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want his stamp on it. Honey. Yeah. You don't, you, it, other than that, you can, Satan will have you paying for years for a lemon or for nothing. Something yeah. that's going to backfire on yeah. you. You want to set that up in advance, you know, not by what I'm telling you, but but what what the word says. Mm-hmm. God, I want to see your signature yes. mm-hmm. on this blessing that just came yes. into my life. Amen. Amen. See, be be picky like that about it. Don't be picky about. Well, you know, it's got to be if it ain't brand new. <laughs> Nothing you got is brand new, or can right. get from anybody that's. <laughs> You understand what I'm saying? Just because it's wrapped up, that don't mean nothing. Mm-mm. You got me? Amen. Just quit putting so much emphasis on carnal things. That doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Amen? Yeah. That not mean a thing. And don't go out here trying to prove your faith to nobody by getting in debt with something. That's right. Leave that stuff alone. Amen? Amen. So God will refocus and readjust your vision from carnal to spiritual if you go into the Word. You know, like like wanting to be married. Everybody wants to be married because people want to be loved. Mm-hmm. For Christians, that means marriage. That don't mean some crazy boyfriend mm-hmm. that's got you on part time dial. You got him on speed dial, and he got you on part time. Yeah, I said it. What was I saying? I so rudely interrupted by somebody's thoughts. <laughs> focus on what, Miss Noah? Yeah, okay. God will, oh yeah, focus. And he readjusts your vision. So wanting something is not wrong. It's just the way you want it. And who's your source for it? See, that's the wrong. Because you'll find that everything you want in the natural realm, God wants it for you. See? He, he does. He wants it for you. But he wants to give it to you himself, so the blessing will come without what? Sorry. Sorry. Yes, right. Heavy notes and repossessions. <laughs> Some woman come and repossess that man because he didn't promise himself to several. That's right. Thank you, thank you, Pastor Gigi. Thank you. Huh? But he will he'll adjust it. Trust him. He wants you to let it go though. You can't be pulling and tugging, trying to get it in the natural, and God wants to give it to you spiritually. You gotta trust him. You gotta let that go in the natural. And say, God, I don't want anything that you're not gonna bring me. Amen. And mean it. Don't go to pulling and tug and say that and pull and tug some more. 
Some things it takes you a while to let go of. Yeah. Because your mind can get entangled in these things mm-hmm. to such a degree that after a while you just want it over with. Yeah. You ever felt like that? Yeah. And believe in God for something? You just, wow, well, I don't care, God. Just get it over with. I'm sick of believing. <laughs> sick of the stress. Right. That's when you really need to let it go. Yeah. Huh? You're trying to bring it through premature. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. You know, that's why people in, in the medical field are very particular about childbirth. They want it to progress naturally up into the point of labor. Mm-hmm. They're very reluctant to start, well, you know, we think you're, you know, 30 weeks, but we want you to go 35, 38 if you can. They'll let you go as long as you can. You know, and I've seen women get a date from the doctor and start calling on, I'm overdue. No, you're about on schedule. Because <laughs> if you knew how they figured out, they'd figure your due date by what you tell them. Right. Right. You can't remember half of your business right. like right, that. Right. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> and so, seriously. Yeah. And so, uh, they take labor as a sure sign that it's time for delivery. Why? Because there's so many things that get finalized in that baby's development in those last weeks, even days, that they don't rush and they don't want to interrupt. Amen? Mm -hmm. Caesarean section is dangerous, period. Mm -hmm. And they don't want to to have to do that if they can bring you to the point of labor. So you've got to have a threat on your your health or the baby's life or something for them to even proceed like that. And so, and it's the same way with the things we desire from God. He wants to bring your promise to full maturity. Yeah, amen. He does it better if we believe. Mm -hmm. You can't have Thomas's faith and sit that promise out there somewhere and and not going to mix your faith with it because you ain't sure it's God. Mix it anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'll never be real sure it's God until you believe. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. when you get certain. Mm-hmm. Amen? Yes. Faith is the certainty that you're going to receive what you hope for. Yes. Yeah. It's assurance. It's certainty. Only when it's mixed with faith will that assurance come. And we want it to come before we embrace it. Yeah. It's not going to come like that. Right. You're going to have to put some chips on the table, <laughs> put some money down, some skin in the game, some marbles out there, something to show God you're with you. Amen. So meditation allows the other parts of our being to get involved in your, your uh, desire, in your mm-hmm. promise. Amen. When you begin to meditate, it will, and meditate on the word now, not some picture of something you got on your refrigerator. Right. How many of y'all had them things in the past? Mm -hmm. How many got them? Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Because it it wasn't the right, you know, I mean, we've been taught a lot of crazy. It's a wonder we still say some of the stuff that's been handed down to us as a way to get from God. And you already got God. Yeah. What's to get? What's to get now? He's given you his best. His son lives in you. You got everything. Amen. You got everything. Meditation allows the other parts of our being to get involved in, in what you've received from God, what you're receiving from God. It's very, very powerful when we chew and mutter the word. When we allow that word to start forming a vision on the inside of us, 
then we can see what God has for us. Mm-hmm. And and you don't have to just sit up and try to look into your spirit, look with the eye of the spirit all the time. Mm-hmm. Once you get a snapshot of what God has for you, that'll settle you. Yes. They'll say, you know what? I believe that he is real. I believe that's what's coming to me. You understand what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And all he has to give us is a glimpse of the glory that's later to be revealed. Because mm-hmm. more will be revealed to us at a later time. So meditating on the word, muttering the word, it will refocus and adjust your vision from carnal to spiritual for where the carnal man was trying to conjure something up. Uh, this is what God has for you. Amen. Mm-hmm. And and uh, your, your inner man now, when you mutter the word and start just letting the word come in and develop what mm-hmm. God has for you then uh, that that what God has for you, it'll push that carnal thought out. Mm-hmm. That thought that you thought you wanted, that, you know, period. Yeah. It'll push that out and you'll start to develop a clear picture. Mm-hmm. Amen? Amen. The inner picture that comes from meditation on what you heard is different from the images of the fantasy nature. Mm-hmm. So don't shut out the vision that comes up in your spirit from meditating on the word. Sometimes with God it will seem too good to be true. Amen? Mm-hmm. And and we let it depart from our eyes, but grab it back again because yeah. it's God. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen? So Abraham did not stagger at the promise of God what he heard through unbelief. Mm-hmm. Amen? Yeah. He did not stagger. He didn't let it push him back and say it's too good to be true. I don't want it. Right. Let me leave it alone. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the good to be true, too good to be true is God. Amen? Amen. Yes. Amen. And, and if we meditate on it, it becomes a part of us. What's implanted in our spirit, in our heart, is part of us. It is not easily removed. Mm-hmm. That's why the Bible says hide it in your heart. Mm-hmm. Hide it from whom? From you? Yeah. From the devil? Just mm-hmm. let it stay in there and grow. Yes. And then let it issue forth out of your confession, out of your, your mouth. It will begin to feed our body's life once it's in your spirit. You'll begin to, if you believe in God for, for health and healing, mm-hmm. you'll start to feel better. And you don't know when it took place. Mm-hmm. Just all of a sudden, one day, a symptom leaves where you, you don't think about it anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a real benefit yes, yes. because it once, you know, once you, you focus your brain on something, once you start considering things, mm-hmm. it tends to make it linger. Yes. When that consider not really happens with you, where you don't consider and you know you consider the word primarily, then that's where it will start to manifest and sometimes very, very rapidly. Amen. It'll leave you whatever symptom, it'll start leaving you very quickly. So we're to keep them in our hearts and and, uh, take them with you on your journey of life, the word of God. Uh, The word of God then will begin to feed our, our bodies from our hearts and from our minds, our renewed mind, that word begins to feed your, your body. And as you speak, thank you, Jesus, that I'm healed. Yeah. You can even feel the virtue yeah. of God permeating your body. Yes. You start to feel the peace. You start to feel the relaxation of fear and all of those things that will come with sickness. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. <clears throat> um, and it, it begins to motivate us to action 
to even perform more as a healed person would. Amen. Mm -hmm. To act more mm -hmm. as a healed person would. Acting on the word brings it to pass. Amen. Amen. Meditation, acting on the word, all of that brings it to pass. The fullness of what he's promised you will happen. Yes. Sometimes don't give up on your confession and your thanking God, meditating on the word. Uh, sometimes we'll get what we call a partial healing. There's no such thing. Yeah. You just stepped away before you got all of it. Yeah. Yeah. You got you got excited and got comfortable because mm -hmm. you got a little bit. Yeah. You got to have a killer instinct yes. in you. Mm -hmm. Amen. I want it all. Yeah. Because if I got a little bit, I know all is there. Yeah. Amen. I'm not settling. Amen. I'm not settling for a little bit. I want it all. Amen. So I'm going to just hang in there and stay with it until all manifests. Amen. Why don't we stop? Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for giving us understanding. Thank you, Lord, for blessing us, helping us, keeping us, keeping us strong in your word, in the power of your might, in everything that you have for us, Lord. We bless you, we thank you, we honor you, and we praise you. We lift you up because you're worthy to be praised and adored. And we thank you so much, Father, for what you're doing for us right now in this place. We bless our bread and our water. Thank you for taking sickness from the midst of us. When we do our confession, I don't have Rona. I don't have Rona. She don't have me. She don't have me. I can't get Rona. I can't get Rona. She can't get me. She can't get me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That by your stripes, by your stripes, I am healed. I am healed. Amen, amen, and amen. It's amen. So